Welcome to this week's episode of Pilot's Guide Pod. I am Sean, and I'm here with my fellow colleague, John Barber. Say hello, John. Hello, hello. Here at the Pilot's Guide Pod, we watch Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and YouTube Originals, but there's a catch. We can only watch the pilot episodes. Correct. And we review them. We put them at a rating of Crash Landing or Ready for Takeoff, and then we'll predict what's going to happen in the future episodes. Or what's going to happen. Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, this week, Sean and I had the pleasure of watching the YouTube original TV show, Weird City, which uh, is by creators Charlie Sanders and Jordan Peele. That is the same, uh, the very same Jordan Peele from uh, Key and Peele and uh, The Twilight Zone and the movies Us and uh, that other scary one. Get uh, Out. Get Out, yep. Uh, it was a wild, <laughs> wild, wild ride. <laughs> I, so I, uh, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to get into all the findings uh, in a little <laughs> bit, but I, I, think I, had a, I think I had a pleasant time with this one. I was, I was very surprised for what, uh, what YouTube was pumping out. Um, yeah, you want to just, you want to just, uh, get right into it? Wanna... Right. I want to say one thing. Yeah, man. Before we started the act, before we started watching, mm-hmm. me and you both agreed on this. We were like, I'm expecting a shit show. Oh, this yeah. is a YouTube original mm-hmm. and we have, we don't think YouTube could pull us off, but. We did not know ahead of time that it was by, <laughs> uh, really good. We were thinking like, Oh yeah, this is probably like a Logan Paul original <laughs> TV show, and it was just going to be like a dumpster fire. But no, this was legit. Uh, Jordan like, Beale, legit, legit, legit uh, production. So they they did a they did a fine job, and and we'll we'll talk more about that uh, later. But uh, we should keep in mind that this we uh, Sean and I experienced this episode a little bit differently than we usually do. Usually we watch the episodes ahead of time and talk. But uh, we actually had the opportunity uh, this week to watch the show together before we're recording. So that might bring a different angle uh, to our actual recording of of this episode for you guys. And uh, maybe Sean will be able to remember oh, all yeah. the things without mm, needing to consult his notes. No problem. So <laughs> fingers crossed on that. <laughs> but uh, let's get into it. Sean, what, uh, how did this one start off? Give me, uh, give me the... Give me the the show. All right, since it's kind kind of fresh in my mind, mm-hmm. it starts off with this man named Stu, correct? And he's jog going for a nice jog, and he's wearing this eyepiece. That's mm-hmm. actually should I should I go into detail first about what above and below the? Oh world? yeah, we gotta talk. We gotta lay out the world. So, so yeah. first of all, in this world, there's above the line, mm-hmm. which is rich metropolitan city. Very fancy, futuristic, and then there's below the line, which is pretty much just our world, but poverty. Yeah, it's a little. It, so it the way the way that it opens up, it gives you a black screen. It says like the haves and have-nots are separated separated by this thing that they put up called the line, and it's basically a border between yeah this slum city uh, area yep. and then this super bright and technicolored. Uh, city that our character Stu, as Sean just mentioned, is uh is running around with in the beginning. Where's he uh where's he going to? He is going to a bar to meet his 
friends. I don't. Did we get their names? They had everybody. So okay. they weren't really we're, that important. This is pretty. Episode. This is a pretty weird city. It, just, oh, just, let me just say, it's a, it's a weird. It's a it's a weird city. Everybody has really weird names, except for Stu. <laughs> Stu. But, but like, I don't know. I think one of the guys' names was like. <sighs> whatever it, does, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't weird. even matter it will we'll 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 go into that but yeah he's got two sort of throwaway friends that yeah. we meet at the in this bar scene they're there for a good five they're, minutes they're there for not even <laughs> but so yeah he he meets up at the bar he's running a little behind he's got this this eyepiece on um yeah while he's running what does the what does the eyepiece like, the eye, yeah out? it it's kind of weird. It's like a Siri or Alexa type thing. I was thinking like Google Glass. Yeah, you... that's exact. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. It's like Google Glass, which they discontinued because it was a complete failure. And he talks to it and mm-hmm. talks back to him and says that he needs to eat at this restaurant. That he's before... running past. Yeah, that he's got running past by the end of the month. Yeah. And the first thing that popped in my mind was, what happens if he doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Not, well, and this is this is like the, I guess, the the mystery of this world that they're creating. That uh, he is conscripted to eat at this particular restaurant. It's got like a three-star rating or yeah. something. And they're like, you gotta, as a... As a... Uh, uh, Part of the above-the-line yeah, community. Yeah, living, living in above-the-line, you have to, to eat at this place, but... That's all we get. He doesn't actually go and eat there. Yeah. So that that is something that we can maybe theorize about uh, later, later on. on. But yeah, so this this Google Glass thing, this eyepiece that he's got, it's sort of like a scanner. It's got his heart rate and the time, and he can talk to it like like Siri and Alexa, and, and it shows him that like he's running a little late to uh, this this meeting with oh, his friends at the bar. We should mention mm-hmm. Stu is played by Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien, the, the sexy. Masculine Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who he is. Sean thinks he's a, he's a, a piece of man meat. The girls drool over him. The sometimes. girls drool. That's just what I hear. Uh, but yeah. So, so what happens when he gets to the bar? Uh, so his friends got they. Well, first of all, they got some really corny handshakes going on. As soon as he walks into the bar, they've all got like they're like kind of like dapping up, but it's like they're they're like hopping, locking with their with their fist bumps and doing this whole like eye scanner handshake. It's like they're baseball players; like they just hit homers and they. It's like the Phillies. Yeah, they're they're doing like all these goofy goofy handshakes, but I guess that's a thing that you got to do in the in the city above the line. Apparently, and. So they start talking about their love lives, and mm-hmm. his two friends are married, and he goes on to talk about how he can't find anybody, and how it's impossible, and... There's a really important thing, though. He tell he, he lets us, as the audience, know that he moved from below the line, so... Yeah, he, he, he grew up He grew there. up below the line, and his mom made this app called Unappetizer, or something, <laughs> yeah. that made... Uh, that made her, her his family super rich, so that they were able to move from below the line to above the line. And it's this app that, like, his friends show off. They they th- sort of throw up this big holographic screen from this phone or their or their wrists, their wrists or something. They have like a like a Pip Boy from Fallout. It <laughs> uh, just sort of throws up this hologram, and this unappetizer app tells the the men. Like these are the apps that you want to get rid of because of what you're doing now. And there's yeah. like a text me, sex me app. Or yeah, because like he's like, you do not need this because you are married, <laughs> right? Or this like uh, find movie, 
Fine Movie Theater app or something. What was like the that. reason for that? Do they you they said like all the movies ever made are available are, in, in, in this, me in the in the wrist thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this this is how uh, Stu's family was able to uh, come from the impoverished area to to grow to above the line. But another thing about being above the line, you have like an assigned mate. So yeah. because Stu didn't grow up there, he never got an assigned mate. So what do his friends offer? him to a, a solution for his troubles in dating because he he's con, he's pretty much convinced that he's never going to meet anybody in his life his friends show him this is it an app or is yeah, it it's just basically like, like an app it's called the one that's the one mm-hmm. and <laughs> this is when it just gets out of control and weird and he they watch the video, mm-hmm. and the one gray-haired guy that's just, like, creepy-looking... Not creepy-looking, he's just, like, a weirdo. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> just a weirdo. And he, they watch the video, and it's supposed to... It, like, scans your head, yeah. learns everything about you, and then it's supposed to match you with somebody that's, like, almost exactly alike somewhat. Yeah. And he goes, gets his head scanned... And the gray-haired guy, <laughs> the weirdo, he shows up, and while Stu is watching the video mm-hmm. in the waiting office, yeah. the gray-haired guy, he looks at the TV, and Stu goes, hey, that's you. And then the gray-haired guy goes, no, it's not what he's talking I, about. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, there's, so, so uh, like like Sean said, they, they're, they're watching this video, and it cuts from... Stew in the bar to being at this uh, Najari Labs. That's the that's the place where he gets his head scanned and he yep. answers answers like the survey of questions so he can find his one. Um, and, and yeah, it's like this gray haired man who's in this video is just like randomly dancing for like an uncomfortable <laughs> thirty seconds, and then like he whispers to the camera like I'm dancing, and and, and we as the viewer are just like this is. Some obscure it makes you kind of uncomfortable. Oh, it makes you uncomfortable because he's doing he's doing all these moves. He's having a good time, and uh, he he completely denies that he is the guy in the video because I think he's like a clone or something. He's just like very this technician being that Stu meets up with to to get his head scanned. It's just like nope, that's not me. I'm not in that video. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy that's gonna help you. So he uh, he sits him down in in the uh, the lab chair in in the laboratory and and they they scan his brain and he asked some uh, a couple survey yeah. questions. Wait, wait do, question. do you remember? Did you write them down? I didn't. I didn't write them down. But one was along the lines of, "What would you do if you were watching the video in the lobby <laughs> and the man in the video was <laughs> was interviewing you, but it wasn't actually the man because he it was just so." Funny. I think the wording. I think the wording of the question was, "What do you do if you met a guy that you saw in a commercial, but he denies that it was the guy that you saw in the commercial?" <laughs> and Stu, Stu's face is like, "What?" But some what? of the other questions, and they emphasize the fact that it's like important to answer your questions very honestly because this thing is going to diagnose your brain and your your thoughts and and give you this one. So they they want it to to be the correct match um they ask him like what's his favorite number and he's like three no eight uh no four and (laughs) and they're like okay you can say whatever just like just say honestly uh ask him what his favorite food is and he's like oh pepperoni pizza (laughs) and the gray guy's like oh me too too. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then uh, and then there was the one about the meeting a person in a commercial. <laughs> and then there was this really long one about you're in the desert. And there's a tortoise. <laughs> the tortoise. The tortoise is flipped onto his back. No, no, no. You got it wrong. He goes, he goes, you're in the desert. You meet a tortoise and you flip the tortoise <laughs> on his the... back. And then you see him suffering. And he's kicking, it, he's kicking his legs. His belly is getting a little sunburned. Well, what do you do? And and Stu says, uh, I think I would help him. And then, and then the guy goes, but why would you help him if you're the one who flipped him on his back? <laughs> so, such a, such a weird, weird question. But uh, yeah, these are the these are the important, I guess, survey questions so that um, Quote, Stu can meet, meet his one. So after they're done scanning his brain, they're like, "Okay, uh, your one will arrive at your apartment at midnight for dramatic effect." <laughs> and uh, and then we go back to uh, Stu's, Stu's apartment. apartment. It's eleven forty-five, and he's getting antsy. And then it just keeps cutting to the clock. It's like eleven fifty-five. Stu decides to itch his one toe hanging out of his shoe. <laughs> He's got like these old socks that are just like his his toe. They look like those aqua shoes that people wear at like yeah. water parks. And he's just got one with his toe hanging out. And he like just scratches it as he's, he's waiting for it to turn midnight. And then it's midnight, uh-huh. and then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And he gets like upset, but then it cuts to the clock again, and it's twelve fifteen. And then you hear. Mm-hmm. On the door. It's a knock on the door. And then, boom. Who is it's that? It's Jay from Modern Family. <laughs> Ed O'Neill is at, is behind the door. He's, uh, he's Stu's one. Bert. Bert. Yeah, his Bert, name, I love that by, name. <laughs> he goes by Bert. And, uh, it's, it, they're both sort of like, what the, uh, what the we're, uh, are you, they're like, are, are you, are you, are you homosexual? <laughs> and, and both of them are like, must have been a mistake in the uh, in the the exam, and uh, they sort of chit chat for a little bit. And uh, Bert's like, "Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll head out now." But it was it was and, nice to meet you. And then Stu goes, "You know what? I was just getting kind of hungry, and you want, you want to go to a diner?" Mm-hmm. And then Bert's like, "Yeah, why not?" And yeah. then it just like at first you think that they're just gonna like be bros, mm-hmm. and like. All right, we'll get into that later. Yeah, they get they go they go to they go to a diner they below go to, the line. Below, below the line, mm-hmm. and then remember when they were like they had to like go through a security check to go below the line. Yeah, and they, then the they security to, guard, the lady, <laughs> there's this weird security guard, <laughs> and she's just like, uh, she's like giving him like a feel, giving <laughs> Stu a feel, like rubbing his shoulders, and she's like, I usually don't like. Having to pat everybody down, but because of your muscles, you like I'm totally fine with it. And he's like, "Oh, like glad man, I could make your glad night. Glad I could make your night." And then she just gives this really like Devious robotic laugh. laugh, and it's bizarre. <laughs> but they they get through the border and they go to this uh, they go to this little diner, and it's uh, it's quaint. <laughs> and as they sit down, they're 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 talking a little bit, and the uh, the the waiter, the guy who owns the the diner, comes up and says, "Who has signi- some significance later?" He has significance later. Uh, he he sort of like, well, you know, what are you guys going to get? And at the same time, both of them say an egg white omelet, uh, and they just sort of look at each other and like, no, like no way, no you, you, way, you love the same thing. And uh, Bert 
orders his egg white omelet and he says, I'll have the, uh, I'll have the yolks, uh, fried on the side because that's how I like them. And, and Stu's like, no way. <gasps> what? <laughs> that's how I like it. So they both get this, uh, this omelet and then they have like a cup of coffee and they're sort of chilling and chatting and, and enjoying their, their time together. Really same, hit, same body motions. Same, same, they're like this, practically the same person. It's almost as if they're the one but, for each other. But keep, oh God, I just spit. You didn't see that. But keep in mind, this is Dylan O'Brien, a young, like maybe late twenty, mid twenty oh, yeah. year old, and then there's Jay. That's it's, like it's it's mid seventies. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a great juxtaposition of characters, and uh, and you're starting to realize like okay maybe this uh, this whole situation <laughs> is, is right for them, uh, but they yeah they they hit it off. They chat for a couple hours and then they uh, they say good night. They go outside. They're they're walking home. And Stu is like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta turn back this way." And Bert's like, "Okay, I'm headed, I'm headed this way." And uh, Bert sort of sticks out his har- arm for a handshake, and Stu goes in for the hug. And there's this like awkward, like, "Oh, uh, sorry, I, I, sorry. I mean, uh, uh, I, I, uh, sorry, I shouldn't have gone in for the hug." And Bert's like, oh, "It's, it's fine, like, whatever." Then they just wave. They, they, they turn around, they and turn, then, yeah. and then you see, uh, you see Bert's character look back, and he's like, there's "Oh, that, he's watching him walk that away." Look, yeah, and and that's when, uh, bang, we go into the. Uh, Bang to the to the, to the romantic <laughs> montage. Uh, what happened before that? Well, oh, actually, no. They they sorry before before the montage. They are both because they're both questioning how the system works because because they didn't know this about themselves. But uh, they both go back to Najari Labs. They walk in and they find Doctor Najari. He's just sitting there in, in his chair eating. He, he feels... no, he's he's not eating anything. He's just sleeping. <laughs> he's sleeping in his chair. Stu goes, uh, Doctor Doctor Najari, are you are you okay? And and then <laughs> Dr. Najari wakes up and just starts screaming and then Stu starts screaming and from behind Stu is Bert, Bert and screaming. he's screaming and all three of them are just screaming and then Dr. Najari he just runs to this button. <laughs> he runs to this like pneumatic tube and pushes a button and just shoots up the tube and they don't explain anything and then uh, Bert and Stu were there and they're like oh do you want to go get lunch you want to go get no they said you want to go get a grilled cheese <laughs> Cheese. I'm in the mood for a grilled cheese, and uh, and then we get slam cut to them falling down onto the bed, and they and they just did the uh, they did the deed they, together. They just had sex. <laughs> yep. Jay from Modern Family and, and Dylan O'Brien from uh, what what movie? I Maze Runner. The Maze Runner. And uh, yeah, they're lying there next to each other, and they were like shirts off. Everything. I don't think uh, heavy breathing. I don't think uh, they they never wanted the grilled cheese. They, yeah, they never want, this is Jason, this is what they wanted to do. Bert goes, "You still want that grilled cheese?" And then Steve goes, or Stu goes, and just shakes his head, "No." And Bert Bert's like, "Good, I was uh, I'm lactose intolerant, <laughs> mildly lactose intolerant." And Stu's like, "No way, no way." Me too. And that's when you're like, "All right, they're in. They 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 love each other, and they do this like uh, this montage together. They're like walking in the park, and they go to this thing called the." Happy, happy, digi, digi, pet, pet, <laughs> which is like this wall of dog emojis that you can pay money to like pop <laughs> up little hearts. Pet. You can like digitally pet them. And they're like, oh, they love this like little corgi animated dog. It's, it reminded me of like a digital Tamagotchi. It's like a Tamagotchi basically. Yeah. Uh, they get ice cream and they share their ice cream together. <laughs> they boop the ice cream. They on like boop each other in the nose and he like licks it off. Uh, and it's 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 really cute and and heartwarming. And then uh, 
And uh, then, Bert, yeah. Bert goes to meet Stu's parents, mm-hmm. and it goes really well. Like it, <laughs> it's just weird because Stu was really nervous that he's bringing this old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I this is him, and, and then. The parents are like beyond happy. They're like, "We have another person we can talk about the good old days." With. Exactly. They're just like reminiscing about yeah. times gone by. They're like singing old songs, and yeah, yeah. Stewie's just nervous about like his age, really, and the, yeah, and uh, what his parents might think. And they're like totally cool about <laughs> it, which is super cool. And, and Stu's mom is like has a weird obsession with owls. Yeah. So so Bert and gives the, her this like yeah. mechanical owl thing. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, and yeah, and, that, and that's, like, you get this little, that little heartwarming There's scene. There's that click. And, yeah. and then, uh, and then now it's time for Stu to meet Bert's <laughs> kids. So, uh, they go to, uh, they go to Bert's house, and there in, like, the kitchen living room, we meet, uh, his daughter, Pleasa, which is Lisa <laughs> with a P in front of it, and his son, Bouge. Bouge! Bougie! B-O-O-J. Uh, Bouge, I think, is my favorite character in in the show. He's like this <laughs> this grown man who's wearing like a high school varsity uh, football, football jacket. jacket, or was it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it was like Central Awards High School <laughs> football or Safe Ball, whatever they call it. And uh, you know, obviously, Stu's nervous because he wants to make a good impression. And Bert's like, if they don't like you, I'll just tell them they have to like you. Uh, Plisa is like. Dad, you didn't you didn't tell me. Oh, and it's important to, to note that uh, Bert had these kids with his wife who had Ooh. passed away, uh, and that's why say, uh, that's why I guess when he was he went back to find another one or something yeah. uh, when his assignment was over with his wife because she she died. He I guess you can go back and find another person, but uh, police is like, man, Dad, you didn't tell me he was so hot. And you're just like, oh, this is this is a funny this is a funny little dynamic between the daughter and uh, her dad's boyfriend, and then uh, Bouge, Bouge is sort of like he's got no emotion. Really. Yeah, he's like uh, Stu, you know, reaches out his hand to like to shake Bouge's Bouge's hand, and Bouge is just like. <laughs> I'm going outside. I'm going outside. He's like, he's got the mind, I wrote down, he's got like the mind of a three-year-old. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, like a, a big man, baby. It's really then, funny. And then, it, and then, and then Bert goes, don't worry, I'll go talk to him. And then Stu puts his hand on Bert's shoulder. He goes, no, I'll talk to him. <laughs> Let me talk to him. And then, and then Stu goes outside and then it comes to Bouge. This is, a, this is the best scene. This is the best scene in the whole show. Bouge is on one of those little like rocking horse uh, on like a spring that you see at a playground, and and Stu walks outside the door, and he's like, "You're you know you're 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 pretty great at that. You're pretty great on that thing." <laughs> he's just he's like rocking back and forth. This grown man who's way too big for this little horse, and he's like, "You're doing you're doing great, champ." He's like, "You wanna." You want to throw the uh, throw the safe ball around with me? <laughs> and Booge, Booge is just like, sure. You're yeah, sh- okay. And he's like, how about you go? How about you go long? Go and long. he goes like five feet in front <laughs> of Stu. Either. Stu picks up the ball and, and he's like, what's what's wrong? Like, what are you what are you dealing with? And, and Booge says, you're just you're not my mom. And he's like all sad <laughs> because his mom passed away. And and what does what does Stu do to to connect with him? 
How do they connect? How do they connect? They're just like, they throw the ball around a little bit. <laughs> they realize that they both played this safe ball game, which is like football or rugby yeah. or whatever. I don't know. They're yeah. like throwing it back and forth. Stu was saying that he played safe ball the one school at the... What's it called? The low end or the below the line? Below the line. Stu played safe ball for a team below the line, and Bouge's team would always kill his team, mm-hmm. and that's how they bond. Yeah, they bond, and and he he Bouge reveals that you know after his mom died, he got depressed, and uh, his assignment, whoever he was supposed to be with, his his one, he uh, got unassigned from because he he was just like I have to. I have to figure it out myself. And unassigned is divorced, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, or, or like, maybe they were never together. I, who knows? But um, Bouge is just, is just feeling these these emotions, these these sadness, or this this deep sadness for the, the passing of his mother. And, and Stu's like, look, buddy, I'm, I'm here for you. <laughs> like, he brings him in. He, he pats, him, pats him on the back. He's like, you, you'll be okay, and, champ. And then he you'll goes, be okay. And they goes, maybe you should try one of those therapy vending machines. <laughs> they have these therapy vending it's, machines. It's like a therapist, but it's like, he, later on you see, he does go to the therapy <laughs> vending machine, and then it's just like a fortune cookie. It, it out, basically it, a fortune It gives you like cookie. a shitty quote. It's, it says, yeah, it's, you like pay for it, and it, it's like all sorts of things. He pushes the button for mommy issues, <laughs> and he gets like this fortune to tell him like, oh, you're you're just like struggling with these <laughs> with these emotions or what it's and then stupid. at the bottom it says thank you come thank again you, come again and uh and and you know bouge and Stu they relate on this on this level and he's like thank you Stu and, and he's <laughs> like I got you I got you bud I'm gonna be I'm basically gonna be your your dad <laughs> your dad now um and then we go uh it, cu- it cuts to six months six later. months later and it's like Christmas time what's uh yeah this is this is kind of the 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 real turning point, the real uh, the climax of the of the story. What what uh, what happens? So, the g- weirdo gray haired guy from the beginning yeah. mm-hmm. rings the doorbell, and Bert's like, "Come on in!" And then he just walks up through the hallway, and then gives Bert and Stu some bad news. Hey, they're like, "Oh, you're the you're the." Uh, the lab technician or the guy from the the commercial at uh, Najari Labs, and he's like, "I'm not the guy from the commercial. I'm the, I'm the lab technician. <laughs> We're not the same person." And like he needs to drive home that they're like different people. But uh, oh yeah, we we also know that uh, that Stu and Bert got married in between this oh this yeah, yeah, yeah period, and that they're living together now. But uh, what does the lab tech tell him? He goes, "We messed up the algorithm. <laughs> you guys aren't supposed to be." And then he goes, it's the first time it's ever happened. They didn't and carry then, a one. And then they, they, they go, like what happened? And then and then the gray-haired guy goes, they forgot to carry the one. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, oh. Like, there was like a little pang in my heart. I was like, oh no. Like, what what's going on? Like, this is, like, what are they going to do? And then from behind him, Dr. Najari comes out and he's like, I'm here to say that you two need to be unassigned. And and Stu's like, why didn't you just walk in with him? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, were you standing in the corridor the whole time? <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, yeah, I was. So, like, why, why does it matter? He's like, I, I guess you could have you just come in. Uh, so Dr. Najari says, uh, yeah, within the next two hours, we're going to uh, You're forcibly gonna... <clears throat> unassign you from yep. each other. 
No, he goes, he goes, I'm going to have to forcibly unassign you guys from each other. And then he goes, well, I'm not. These two are. And then the two guards walk in from the corridor. And then Stu's like, what the hell? Why didn't they come in with you too? Yeah, so, so, yeah, there's these two guards and they've got two hours. And this is where I'm thinking like, oh, they're going to run, they're going to find a way to run away. And no, they, uh, Stu just like packs up his things, yeah. kisses, kisses the picture of the two of them, puts it in his, in his, uh, his trunk and packs up and then uh Bert no. whispers to him like he's like you want you want to try to take out these guards you want to try to take them out and then, and then Stu goes we can't they're armed they're armed we're not we're not going to be able to make it um oh yeah and, and we we should also say that not only were they incorrectly assigned but uh Dr. Njari reveals to them like here are your correct assignments. So he shows to oh, yeah. he shows to Stu that he was supposed to be aligned with this uh, with this Asian woman, and uh, <laughs> for for Bert he was supposed to be be uh, assigned with the guy who owns the diner that they were at. You nasty, nasty, and, scraggly and he's like, looking. He's guy. like, uh, also it was a dude again. Either way, because <laughs> he didn't know he was gay. And, and Bert and Bert was like. Uh, Bert's like, oh, okay, I get, it. I guess I get it. But uh, he, he's like, yeah, we uh, we sent away the the owner of the the owner of the the diner. He's he's been he he was moved to Ermingblam, which is this city on the on the uh, below the line section of the world. Uh, so you realize that Bert's gonna have to move to Ermingblam, and, and which is below the line, and uh, Stu is gonna meet his assignment, uh, who is this woman above the line, and there's just like this, oh man, they're they're gonna have to be separated, and ultimately they they do get separated, and then we get another montage of uh, Stu trying to uh, work out his compatibility with, with this, this with this woman. Yeah. So what uh what what happens in that in that montage? Do you remember? They go to the diner that Stu and Bert went to originally when they ordered the same exact food and same mm-hmm. exact coffee, and she got, like, something completely different. Like than salad and, or something. Yeah, and she was like, why'd you get your, what was it? The, the, why'd you get the yolks why'd you get fried the, on the side? And yeah. he's, like, trying to explain that this is and a thing that I like. She thinks he's, like, a freak for that. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to them getting ice cream, and he boops her on the nose. And he's, like, going the... in to, to lick it off of her nose, yeah. and she's like, what the hell are you doing? And then he goes, I know what the hell I'm doing, and then he runs. No, yeah, yeah, he, says, he says, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything, yeah. but I should be doing something. <laughs> and he gets up, and he just yells, Bert! Bert! And, and he runs to basically the equivalent of, uh, the equivalent of like, an airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to uh, the pneumatic pod port, which is where people just pop into these like <laughs> pneumatic tubes, like we saw Doctor Najari later. They get into like this little capsule, like a Willy Wonka esque yeah. uh, flying elevator, and get blasted off. So Stu's running, and he's yelling, "Bert, Bert, Bert!" <laughs> and we see this guy who we, we think is Bert get onto the into the pod, and the pod door closes, and Stu. Um, Stu is like, like, oh no, I, like I missed him. He got away, yeah. and he's like, why am I always late? Uh, which is a reference to how he was late in the beginning, uh, and that's when from behind him, Bert pops out and he says, "I'm always late too." You know yeah. that, and that because Bert was late oh, at the yeah. very beginning. I he, just put the pieces together. Uh, it was late. To, well, I mean, I maybe he did that on purpose. I I don't know. I I just think he's always <laughs> yeah. He's well, maybe always he was late. just late to the pod. 
Uh, but yeah, the, good thing Bert was Bert was late to the party, so Bert didn't even get on. And then Stu and uh, Bert they embrace. They have a this this nice kiss with each other, and they say, "Screw science, <laughs> like screw science." And that's uh, no. And then and then they went to happy happy Digi pet pet again. Did they? Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they have another. They have another like love montage, and it's yeah. just like. They're just saying, screw the rules, we found each other, we love each other, we don't care if the app is right or wrong, they just want to be with each other, and yep. they're just happy to, to be together. And yeah, they go back to Happy Happy Digi Pet Pet, and they go see that Corgi, <laughs> and it, it just like, the whole screen fills with hearts, and it's just like, oh, they did it, like, they 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 got, they, they made it, and uh, we end the show with like a montage of <laughs> all these like couples, so you see like... Uh, we see Stu's parents. We see we see the gray-haired man and the other gray-haired man, and they embrace and they have this kiss. and And you're like, oh, they're they're just the. Uh, it really wasn't they, the guy. They, in the they video. really were two different people. And uh, and there's like the, this there was a, this couple from the from the video <laughs> from the one uh, intro video that he watched Stu's when he was there. Parents with the Stu's owl parents, they kiss the owl and. Uh, and then, yeah, Stu and Bert, they, they get all their stuff together and they decide to move below the line because they want to just sort of get away from this whole uh, corrupt society, or not corrupt society, but this society that sort of pinned them as incorrect, uh, even though they, they loved each other. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they get to their, their new house, their new abode, and, and uh, Bert's like, I've always wanted to try this. And... He's like sort of motioning to to lift oh, yeah. Stu up, and Stu's like, "Oh, you want me to? You want to like lift me up and carry me over the threshold?" And and, and Bert's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah!" Like we're like they're newly married, and like Bert, being an old man, like reaches down and he's like, I, "Okay, we're we're, we're 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 walking," and, and and he's like holding his back, and I was like, "Oh, there you go. He's he's an old guy," and uh, and they walk into the house, and then sure enough, they they live happily ever after, and it's like really really nice, and I'm like so happy for them. But that was uh, that was everything compact in that 28 minute bizarro <laughs> world that they uh, created. Nothing we were expecting. What uh, what did you like about it? <laughs> I, I liked how they were a couple. Like, yeah, no. nobody in the world would have ever expected that mm-hmm. to be a couple. You were just thinking you were uh, well, and and that's sort of like the mo- that well. I, I don't want to say that you're not supposed to expect it. You didn't expect these two particular. Yeah, people. like you you don't expect Dylan O'Brien and Ed Ed, Ed O'Neill to be gay in the same show directed by Jordan Peele. Who the hell expects that? <laughs> no, it was it was it was out of uh, it was out of left field. It, they they uh, they were like what well, this is this is the idea that we want to we want to go with and it was it was a it was a surprise at first and then we see like there's this really compelling love story. It kind of grows them. on you. It grows on you big time. It, it, like you're really feeling for them by by their, you know, through their trials and tribulations. When, when Dr. Najari tries to break them up, you're, yeah, like, you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so you like that. You like, you like their, their chemistry together. Yep. What, uh, what else? Um, I liked how there was a, uh, what the hell is it called? A high or the, the, there's the band, the slums. And the, oh yeah. You just like the world. No, like what's the it line? Called? Yeah. I like how there's a line. Divide, like a literal line. Yeah, there's literally a line dividing the sl- slum mm-hmm. side to the metropolitan side. 
I mean, I guess. Uh, I wonder if there will be like a war between them some at some point. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can talk about that later. God only knows. I liked that how that was incorporated. Yeah, and how they eventually moved when they like got pa- back together. Mm-hmm. I liked how they. I don't know. I liked that. Yeah. Concept. Mm-hmm. What about you? I liked. Well, obviously, I, I liked. I liked both the. I like oh, wait. Still. Oh, what do you got? I like booge. <laughs> so I had to get we, that in there. We at the Pilot's Guide podcast love booge. He is so good on that little rocking horse. Yeah, I, I, I love, he was, he was really, he's a really funny character. Really, uh, really goofy. Like, booge. another, like, this, this grown man is like a literal Baby. child. Like, what's, what's his deal? Um, he was, he was fun. Um, I think Stu and, and Bert they they were in, they were incredible in this in the show that they 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 were just they were just great. Um, I I liked the brand of comedy that was in in the show. I, I like that it, it sort of twists your expectations. It wasn't and normal comedy. It was it, it was, was something it was something well because it's like a it, the show's called Weird City, so it was like weird. really really weird and weird. really really uh, bizarro. Um, but I really liked that and it was something completely, it felt really refreshing and different from like other comedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked the, uh, you know, I, I, I vacillate between whether or not I really like the world or not. Yeah. Did you not like anything? I, if, mm, yeah, I I didn't, I didn't like that everybody had weird names. I, I I was like kind of confusing except for like Stu and Bert. It was nice that like your, your main characters are like the two normal names in the entire show. Um, that was like, cause, cause when I'm trying to like figure out who's who, they have like these random bizarre names that are like Pleasa. not English, Pleasa and Bouge and do doodle, doodle, doodle <laughs> and something strange. But, uh, I, I was, I guess the point for that is that like, they are throwaway characters. They're not really important. Yeah. They, you don't need to know the their parents, names. Stu's parents, like. Yeah, no. They, um, so I, I wasn't really. I was kind of annoyed by that because, like, I wanted to know what their names were, but I like, couldn't, literally couldn't pick it up in, like, the conversation they had yeah. because it wasn't an English word that was their name. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I didn't like the whole eyepiece thing. Though. I've seen that, like, a million yeah, times. Yeah, it was kind of pointless. It was very, uh, well, I mean, it, it's, I think it's a building block that that's something that they, they put into the rest of this universe. I mean, this is, this is only well, a, four, yeah. a four episode series. Yeah. As, whatever we, it has. as we saw on, when I showed you earlier, before we started watching or yeah. after we watched the episode two thumbnail on YouTube, the yeah, guy, Michael Sarah's got the, uh, got the eyepiece in and yeah. you're like, okay, I guess this is like a thing, but it, it was just, it was nothing, nothing new. It wasn't like an exciting new sci-fi idea. It was just this regular old eyepiece. So like, who cares? Yeah. Um, and I don't think they did anything groundbreaking with it, but maybe that's they're not focusing on it. Who knows? We're not going to watch another episode. But uh, um, uh, yeah. Was there was there anything else that you were like really into or didn't like about it? Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I mean there was there was a good amount uh, to chew on, but that there was we sort of went through everything there was uh, in this in this episode, and now. Uh, we're gonna bounce over to our uh, our other segments of the podcast and uh, think a little bit more about this this world that has been created. 
So now's the part of our podcast where we're going to talk a little bit about what we think is going to happen in the rest of the series. Now, like I mentioned uh, in last week's pod when we were introducing this show, um, I mentioned it's a it's a bottle episode. So we, as the viewer, wrapped up this whole story between Bert and Stu in one full episode. And... Um, that is the extent of it. We're not going to learn more about them. And I double-checked. I checked the credits. They're only in this one episode. So their story is done. So I think the best way to go about this segment for this particular show would be to theorize stuff about how this line got created and what are some other ideas, some bizarre ideas that Peel and Sanders could put into the show. What, what do we think? Because it's it's basically like a Black Mirror-ish sci-fi future thing. Um, so there's all sorts of theories or, or things that we could we could expect. Like we mentioned in the very in the very beginning, he he sees that he has to. The stew sees that he has to eat at this restaurant. Why the heck does he have to eat at a restaurant? Like, what's what's the point? So I invite you, Sean, to let me know what what do you think? You what what are some other ideas? How did it happen? Well, Give me your thoughts. Like like we said before, Stu grew up in. Sorry, yeah, yeah Stu grew Stu grew up below the line. Mm-hmm. Then his mom made the app, mm-hmm. and then he moved above the line. So I'm assuming above the line is just for the rich. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's hard to get into, maybe. So maybe there's a possibility that. The line formed in order to just keep the poor people away from the rich people and not bother them. Well, and it, it said in the beginning of the show, like, it is a literal divide between the haves and the have-nots. And it was created by them. But, like, why? Was it just, like, one day some rich guy was like, meh, I'm gonna put up this yeah. this line. <laughs> maybe there was, like, a dictator or something. Yeah, maybe. I... I, I it would be interesting to think if there was like this government that established this this thing or if it yeah. was just like the groups of people because we sort of see in the beginning of the show it's sort of like a throwaway scene but when he's at this restaurant uh there are these rich people and and they're like oh yeah we're we're eating at this we're eating at this fancy restaurant and this food's kind of meh like there's better food below the line but like they wouldn't want to go there because it's too dangerous yeah. And and it's just like, mm, you are you are the snooty snooty. Like, did are you like did all, did they all just band together and say we're not going to have this? We're not going to deal with these these peasants. We're yeah. going to throw them to the uh, throw them to the other side of the line. Um, I, it doesn't look like it's not like handmaid's tale when we watch that it doesn't it doesn't suggest that there was like a war or anything it doesn't seem like anybody's hostile i don't think it really mentioned the government i mean it says like danger you're going over the line when they go over the line but like eh. it was like there was no sign that there was like tons of crime or anything yeah no it it was just like a regular old just like just poor regular old poor poor neighborhood just that's just how they're they're presenting it to us um, and I, I think they want to show you that, like, the value is, is there. And, like, that's why they spend a lot of their time. They spend 
of their time below the line. They they end up getting a house below the line because yeah. they're they're like showing you that like this futuristic big city garbage is not all that it's cut out to be. There's there's heart in these places that people often will throw away or, or think or you know forget about for like these high fancy metropolitan areas. Mm. Um, I want to know. I want to think about what happens if they don't go to these restaurants. What, so, do, you, what, what do you mean? So, like, he's got the eyepiece on and in the beginning, and it tells him, "Oh like, yeah, you gotta yeah, go. Yeah. You gotta go to this restaurant as a resident of Above the Line. You have to go." And it's just like, is that just like a keeping up with the theory. Joneses thing? I have a theory. Hit me. Maybe it's like. Since there's people above the line, maybe that owner, in order to stay in business, they need to have a certain amount of customers. And, oh. if, these, and if these people don't go, then they don't make their money, and then they can't survive for up the line for above the line. Oh, so that that's an interesting way to think about it because I was thinking like, oh, they're just going to shoo out the people that don't go to it. But instead, what you're saying in order to keep their financial status to stay above the line. Nice, I, I, that's pretty good. I I I I like that theory a lot more. That like. Someone who owns a company in this uh, fancy place needs to needs to be making that that delore that that those bucks. That may be the smartest thing I've said all week. That was pre- that was pretty pretty good. Well, good thing it's mo- <laughs> it's Monday, so so uh, you, I still got six you, more you days. Still got so many days. Uh, what else? What um? Do you ever think? Do you think like? The eyepiece is gonna talk to people. Like, do you think, uh, you think there, there's like a her, gonna be like a her relationship that they could go into with this? With the eyepiece? Mm-hmm. Did you ever see her? With oh uh, uh, no, I, I know of it. I know that was it was yeah. weird. I know that um, it was a good, it was a pretty good, good movie. But I, it was I I saw a lot of like similarity between that that Joaquin Phoenix movie and uh, this show like. Even though they're not having a relationship with technology the same way, but it's sort of like a weird kind of real future in that yeah. movie, and then it is in this show. Um, but you know, you don't you don't think that there's like could be a romantic relationship? I was it thinking w- it was a girl talking. True. <laughs> I mean, not not that that means anything. <laughs> so, and I, like when when we were reading the description for the show, I was really thinking like. Oh, he's gonna fall in love with a robot or something. Yeah, but no, nobody would ever expect to fall in love with Ed O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> Jay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, what's her Sophia Vergara did? <gasps> oh no, <laughs> I don't watch Modern She's Family. She's gonna be jealous. She's gonna be jealous of Dylan O. <laughs> what else? What, what else are you, are you thinking? You got any other 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 theories, other um, uh, predictions as to other plots that they could do in the show? Not really. No, it was sort of. It felt a little. It felt a little surface surface value. Like it. It this was pretty. Like it felt like this was going to be really disjointed from from other stories. They weren't. They were. They're not. Obviously, not all going to be the same. But yeah, I. I it's only. It's only four episodes. Uh, it's so. It's so weird and it's so bizarre. This brand of comedy that like it could go literally a million ways, and I gen- like genuinely don't know. Jordan Peele's mind is so 
in a different place. In a different place. He, different he, reality. He's, he's, you know, like I said, fantastic. And and I should give credit to, to Sanders, too. I just know uh, Peel a little bit better from his other works. But, like, this could go a million ways. And I don't think I would be surprised. I would think that, like, wow, that's a fascinating idea. But, like, I really can't pinpoint where it's at. So it's really hard for me to, to predict. There's no logical next step yeah. like our other shows. But this was a... A little, you know, fun ride, and and definitely a world that was interesting and 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 uh, thought provoking. Uh, I I really like the whole message about screwing science and everything. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe that's like the main threat through line yeah. about all the episodes. Like, screw science, just screw it. Like, it's not better to just be advanced all the time. Maybe that's maybe that's the point they want to make. I would love that. I think that would be yeah. that would be interesting because sometimes that is like the the point that these advancements, advancements, advancements are like all everybody wants, and sometimes it it sort of leaves other details in the dust. But hey, we watched it and we thought about it, and uh, that's what we got. So if you're if you don't have anything else, we'll move on to our next segment. Next segment. This is a segment where we rate this show on a scale of crash landing, meaning this show will not survive, has no potential, and deserves to be thrown in the garbage. And that is going to be compared to ready for takeoff, which means this show is ready to go. It's got some wings. It's going to soar to Australia and back without stopping. Never stopping. Always be flying. John, what are you thinking? Believe it or not, I think this show is crash landing. I do. Tell me why. And I'll tell you why. I, it has nothing to do with the merit of the show or the stories that it puts out. I think they're. I think they're fun. Oh, I thought. I thought the story was fun. I. I really enjoyed it. I want to. I want to see more. Can I, I? Can I guess what you're going to say? Why advertising? Oh, well, yep. I think advertising is going to be. Hot trash, because I think YouTube <laughs> is hot trash. And if this it. show was a Netflix original or a Hulu original, I think it would have a lot more success than if it was YouTube. I mean, people don't even know that YouTube has this original content. That they don't have the they don't know that they have these shows. I thought just last week that I had to pay money to watch this show, but it's been free the whole time. Like I genuinely don't think there's gonna be people talking about it because they're just going to go to YouTube for their vloggers and their gamers and their prank videos and they're not even going to see that like this content is here and not only that I think that like people may just look at this story and be so like confused about it this this like group of people that that'll go or these viewers of of YouTube they're just going to sort of say "Ah, I'd rather watch the stuff that I come here every day for instead of these original shows so i really think sadly enough that this show is uh is crash landing and i don't think it's going to make it very farther and i and i hope that the four episodes that they put out were all they were really trying to do but who knows i'm i'm gonna agree with you because mm-hmm. i'm going with crash landing too because youtube has a stigma mm-hmm. videos mm-hmm. nobody nobody including myself i'll be honest is gonna go to youtube to watch t- well, YouTube does have YouTube TV, which is trying to replace cable. Yeah. But th- that's just, like, completely different than this. YouTube original, like, I just wouldn't think to go to that originally. 
What's like the, your let's 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 diagnose this. What's your like? Do you go to YouTube every day? Do you? Uh, yeah, there? yeah. For at least one video, yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah, video. We've got like our we've got like our brands that we're loyal to or that we're interested in or the things that we want. We don't go there to watch our our TV. But like you were saying, if this was on Hulu or Netflix, it definitely has a better chance. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because. YouTube definitely paid Jordan Peele and the other guy, what's his name? Sanders. They definitely paid them a good amount of money for this. Yeah, like, the production value was there. And do do you know, like, like YouTube videos, they show how many views it's gotten. I doubt that... That's a good point. Let's let's take a look at that. I'm I'm really curious to see what's, like, it's, and, and when I was picking this show for for this episode of the pod, I was just, I had no clue what YouTube even had. And their content, as far as original shows, is very, very limited. Uh, limited. So let's check it out. Weird City, I'm going to the first episode. Uh, I'm hitting it. I am turning the volume up. Okay. Does it show views? I want you to take a uh, guess. I want you to take a guess. It's been, it's been there since February 13th. 2018? 2019. So it's been out for... How long? Two yeah. months. Give me, a, give me a guess on the total number of views of the first episode of Weird City. 400,000. Higher. 700,000. Higher. A million five hundred thousand. Higher. Two million five hundred. Higher. You're going to need to go high. I'm shocked. Five million. Higher. 18 million Wait, views. How? I And that's and that this almost completely invalidates everything that we just said. Who knew? I had no clue. No one talks about it. No one was really into it. 18 million people have have said they're they're into Wait, the show. That's almost what? a great thing. That's a, that how? this is I how? my whole paradigm just shifted. I guess there is a good enough a good enough Maybe. advertising. Like the thing is, I whenever I watch a video, and because they want to brand their advertisement toward whatever you're watching, I never like I didn't know the show legitimately existed until last week. Like, wow, that's 18, that's crazy. 18 million. I mean, I, Dude, I, I started with four hundred thousand. <laughs> granted, that's that's over two months, and there could be repeat viewers. Um, but that's that's really. Pretty decent ratings. I mean, I'm sure advertising in, like, major cities like New York and L.A. is pretty crazy with, like, the billboards and all that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm curious. I- I'll go... I'll check their... I'll check their retention. Let's let's see, like, the second episode. And maybe because it has Michael Sarah in it, it'll probably have more views. Oh! That is neat! It doesn't tell you. It doesn't tell you Seriously? the views for the second episode. 18,000 likes... Two point eight thousand. How many likes does the first one have? Dislikes. Uh, the first one. Oh yeah, and then for the third episode, it doesn't even Should mention. We'll... It doesn't mention likes, dislikes. Um, so maybe yeah, the, fir- maybe the, in the means... first in the first show, it's a yeah one hundred twenty three thousand likes. Maybe that up. means that they're going downhill. And sixteen. No, I don't even know if it's that they're going downhill, but I'm sure people were just like interested once they knew that it was there. To give it a yeah. click and, and give it a watch. And remember, with a YouTube view, it's not necessarily the whole thing. 
Mm-hmm. Like you could, they could have watched for two Ten minutes, seconds, and yeah. then it's considered a, a view. But look, as mo- as much as I, as much as I'm shocked and impressed by how much it got under from completely under my nose, I still think it would probably do a stronger service to the show if it was on a different streaming service. And yeah. maybe that's not the truth. Maybe. I'm going to eat a lot of crow, and then in two years, there'll be like four seasons of the show, and, and really, it'll be winning uh, Emmys and other Netflix. Stu- ne- Netflix buys it out. Netflix buys it. Goes even more in debt. Wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. Netflix does like to buy stuff out. Hulu likes to buy stuff out, too. But, uh, yeah, that's... That's why I feel this way, and I really don't know what to feel now. Yeah, I'm sort of in a, in a weird spot. But... I'm glad we we checked those numbers because that's really genuinely exciting. But yes, the the number of likes and dislikes episode one to two suggests that there is a clear down curve. And maybe it was because the show was behind a payment wall and now maybe YouTube is just saying, nobody's watching it. We got to get our views up. Let's take it off. And Michael Sarah to the rescue. Michael Sarah to the rescue. Everybody (laughs) loves the, the good boy, the good George Michael boy. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to stand by it. I think it's going to crash land. I yeah. don't think it's going any farther. I think it's a fun idea. I like it. I may go back and watch the other ones because there's only four of them and they're quick and it's like a little show if I'm bored. and oh, Yeah, I, I definitely highly recommend episode one. And like I was saying before, I was thinking it was going to be some spooky, scary uh, yeah. Logan Paul. Yeah, it's gonna be a Logan Paul prank video, but uh, no, I, I I think it was good. Again, I think it probably won't make it. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, is that is that is that a, does that yeah, wrap it up for I think you? That covers about, everything. Yep. Good, good stuff. So that's gonna pretty much wrap up this. Uh, fourth episode of the pilot's guide pod uh we'd like to thank you all for listening uh we just again can't appreciate you enough for uh getting our listens up and helping us grow as a podcast uh you can find us on twitter at pilot's guide pod um you can send us an email on our gmail that's uh pilot's guide pod at gmail.com sean what else uh what else do we got um, we now have Spotify. Yep, we're on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. Uh, actually, believe it or not, by the time you're listening to it, we might be on iTunes. If you're if you're not what listening listening to this episode on iTunes, go check it out. We're probably there. We it would be really good of you to uh, give us a, a five star review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, just to help us grow again and get out there as as a podcast, so that we're uh, reaching out to to uh, more listeners. Uh, you can find our ats, our ats, in our the, bio in our bio on on Twitter. Big Barker, don't be scared <laughs> to support us. <laughs> yeah, we we want to get in get in on the the dog bed market. We'll, Big Barker, we'll if, you're, if you're if you're listening, we will proudly advertise your product. Um, but yeah, I just I think I'm having a really good time with this. Uh, it, it's I think we're we're picking up speed. Yep. We're getting uh, getting ready to to get this plane off the ground and and fly to Australia and back without ever stopping. Um, is there anything that I missed? Do, do you want to? 
Do you want to thank our our people? Um, I want to congratulate you on your new job. Thank you. I just got a new job. We have a working man here. <laughs> One working man here, and another headed off to uh, headed off to school. So that's uh, my own congratulations to you too. Gracias. Um, but again, uh, we. Not only want to thank our listeners, but we want to thank uh, Angelo and Andrew, our producers. Uh, we'd like to thank my sister Emily for our um, artwork artwork on our, our Twitter. And uh, yeah, we're, we're just excited to, to, again, be growing as a podcast. This is, this is an exciting thing for, for the both of us, and we're genuinely enjoying our uh, opportunity to talk to you. So uh, that, that goes through all the, the clerical work. Sean, what uh, what are we going to be watching next week? Yeah, about that. I already lost the title. I believe it was called <laughs> Safe Harbor. Safe. I think it was an, a Hulu show. Oh. If I'm not correct. See, <laughs> hey, remember. So if you're if you don't really yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't get it by now, Sean and I go off and on every week deciding on what on what shows we're going to watch. So right now it's Sean's turn to uh, to uh, tell us what we're going to going to watch. So so give us a little. Give us a little a bit of the the skinny on this this show that we're going to be, I, well, be viewing. The thing is, this is the whole description. Just do two sentences. <laughs> it's a really long description. We all don't right. need to read it all. So, the, what, what's a show? The show is show is called Safe Harbor, mm-hmm. and I'll read you the first two sentences because that's all you get. On a yacht- Go read it on your own time. <laughs> on a yachting holiday from Darwin to Indonesia. Five Australians come across a broken-down fishing boat full of desperate asylum seekers. The Australians decide to help towing the refugees, but when they wake the next morning, the fishing boat is gone. Oh, no! That's Where all, did it go? That's is all it we ghost? got. It's pretty scary. I think they're probably a ghost boat. Uh, I, I have never heard of the show. It's a, it's a Hulu, yeah, I never it's heard a of it. Hulu original. We sort of had to go deep into the... Uh, Abyss. Into the into the grab bag of of Hulu originals to to find this, but uh, as any show, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to watching that pilot and, and getting into it. So yeah, that's uh, that'll be Safe Harbor, and that'll be our, our show for next week. But yeah, that that about uh, that about does it for for this installment of the the Pilot's Guide Pod. Uh, again, you, you may be uh, you could you can start putting your your tray tables up. And uh, buckle those buckle those seatbelts. We're coming in for a landing, and uh, we just we we did it. We landed. We did it. What, what can we do now? Oh, God. I don't know where you're headed. You're gonna, with this. you're gonna feel free to move about the cabin. <laughs> Thanks for coming, and uh, we hope that you'll be flying again with us next week. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Peace. What's the one side called? The metropolitan side called? Above the line. I, I can't remember it, dude. It's above and below. <laughs> above and below. The- <laughs> it is so, two directions. It, it is, there's a line, and they're above and below. All right. All right. The, the left and the right.